Welcome to the Filthy Spoon Podcast. I'm John, and uh, I don't have Robert here with me, but I do have somebody pretty cool, probably actually cooler than Robert. Um, we got Marty Naylor from Farmers Brewing here hanging out with us. He stopped by the shop today, going to hang out, bought us a couple beers, and uh, test it out. The guys are appreciative. They're out there having a few of them right now. And me and Marty are sitting in my office enjoying them. And uh, what did you give us, Marty? A kickback, huh? Yeah, first and foremost, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm starting to listen to you, and it's uh, it's been entertaining, so thank you. Uh, yeah, I brought you guys a summer kickback. That's our uh, summer seasonal. It's an unfiltered lemon lager. So what we do is, on that one, we brew with Meyer lemon peels. So it just gives it a little hint. Uh, lemon, lime, any of those citrus is a very strong flavor. And if you add the juice, it just very over could be overbearing for a beer. So when uh, our owner Bill, we'll get more into that. He uh, when he was developing this, he he knew that the lemon zest was where he wanted to go. So yeah, just well, I think he did a pretty good job. I mean, yeah. Farmer's Light's still my number one, but yeah. uh, now this thing is pretty dang easy to drink, and yeah. especially this time of year, it's supposed to get hot this week and next week. I mean. And uh, now I could definitely see myself kicking a few of these back. Oh, yeah. That, it's, they're easy. Yeah, it's, they're easy to do. Yeah. They sneak up on you. Yeah. Before we get too deep into it, I want to thank our sponsor, Superior Equipment Repair. Uh, you know, like we say every week, for all your equipment truck needs, give us a call, 833-343-7351. Or you can find us at superioreequipmentrepair.com. And uh, they're generous enough to let us use the shop this afternoon to record. And uh, Marty met uh, the owner and everything and, you know, gave him a beer. And good folks, man. We always love, you know, just kind of intermingling with other people who are like-minded. And, uh, oh, it's cool, man. I'm really glad you're here. Yeah, it's awesome, man. No, it seems like a solid team. You guys, I'd love that it's 4 o'clock. You're like, it's time. Yeah. Let's, oh, yeah. Let's, literally, let's kick back. Yep. That's, that's how we roll around here, man. Yeah. So anyway, what I, I've talked to you a little bit on Instagram and a little bit of texting back and forth. We haven't gotten into a lot of details, mm -hmm. but uh, we kind of connected because you duck hunt also. You yeah. know, you're, 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 you represent the beer that we've grown to love around here, which is, you know, obviously that's how we kind of got in contact. Yeah. But then come to find out, you duck hunt too. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, for me, yeah, I came to it late. Um, I was about, God, probably 23, 24 uh, when I was, uh, I was actually in my, what, probably my second senior year at Chico State, and uh, <laughs> uh, one of the guys I had a, um, one of the, well, first off, one of the guys I played rugby with, um, he had family in Willows, which had then had family friends, and I was telling him that a friend of mine from home was like, hey, I should start duck hunting, and he goes, well, why don't we start up here? So I went out to Big Five. Got an yeah. 870 yeah. Express, $270, <laughs> probably 273 Yep. And uh, we ended up going to his uh, family friend's place. And um, I think first duck I got was a Greenhead Mallard. And oh, that's uh, cool. um, we can, once we, we can go a little bit in where I go in Los Banos. But that's sort of how I started. And then one of the cool stories was uh, that same year, uh, I had a class, a finance class that I'm sure I was ho just hoping to get a C in. Yeah. And one of the guys in my group, we were studying for, for the final, and he goes, hey, how many finals do you have left after this class? And I said, I don't think I have any. And he goes, you want to go duck hunt? My parents, my family has a place out in Willows as well. Oh, awesome. So we finished our final at like 10 a.m., and we drove out, grabbed all our hunting gear, and went out to his family's place out in Willows and got to shoot, hang out, have lunch, you know, just 
started chilling and we did an afternoon hunt and they're just like oh, wow this is cool this is <laughs> like little did i know i was getting just absolutely spoiled when it comes to yeah it. yeah not everybody gets to hunt like that. no and and you'll start seeing a pattern i um i'll never call myself the most hardcore i've, I've you know i've hunted public a few times and i was in idaho but uh i've been lucky enough to know people that have uh they're members of clubs and you know it just it's been nice i've, I've been able to sort of do that and uh it's yeah yeah, no, that's that's cool. You know, yeah. we were talking last week, complete opposite guy from you coming up. <laughs> that you know, kid, and there's, there's, we're all come from different walks of this, you know, yeah. and that's what we want to do here is talk to all of everybody about yeah. it. You know? I got to give it to Logan. That guy is diehard. <laughs> I was listening to that one. I'm like, Jesus, man. I'm like, yeah. oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, it was, yeah, it's, uh, you're definitely not missing much out there. I mean, I'm glad it's there and it's a good way, but uh, it's definitely not where you want to end up. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, Los Banos, huh? So, yes. Because you live down in that area for now. Yeah. Well, I, um, so I'm in Sacramento. I grew up in the Bay Area. So, I grew up on the peninsula. And if you see where a lot of the peninsula goes, they go to Los Banos. Yeah. A lot of, you go from South San Francisco down, they tend to go down to Los Banos. Uh, you get San Francisco up, they tend to make their way to Calusa Willows. Yeah. And, um, yeah, when I was uh, about, you know, about that time, 24, um, a friend of mine in you know my friend from high school first one of the first guys i met i didn't know he hunted and, and then that you, you meet him in high school and then i start seeing like okay he starts hunting i'm like oh this is cool and then i told him like hey i'm going out i got, I got my license he's like well come on out one time oh cool so i got to go out and his grandpa was a member at the time before he passed away his dad was a member um he's now a member uh and so first time i went out uh, this is a great story because, <laughs> and he'll laugh about this, uh, I went out with him and, you know, I'm, you know, when you go out for the first time, if you're not nervous or scared, it, something's wrong because yeah. You, yeah. I don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. I don't want to make my friend look, an, you know, look like a fool for bringing me. So I go out with him and I'm just like sitting there getting ready and, <laughs> and he goes, all right, couple, couple birds coming and he turn, I go, boom, boom, go, nail them both. Really? I'm like, oh. That's so awesome. Oh. And he starts laughing. Yeah. Two coots. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. so he's like, oh, that, thanks for getting those out of my way. Oh, that's hilarious, <laughs> man. I, guy started, he, he played tricks like that with me. Yeah. yeah. I'd be pulling up on Tweety Birds and everything else. So, yeah, that's. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn. He's like, no, you got to eat it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I've had some coot jerky before. Yeah, it does taste like mud. Yeah. It's. <laughs> And that's, it's funny, um, it's one of those things I starting to see um, on uh, Meteors sort of having the guy from Louisiana, and that they, uh, he has his own little YouTube of he and his buddies hunting oh, in Louisiana. Chef Jean yeah, or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and you'll see he does the, you know, they'll do a bunch of coot, I forget the, the uh, kudo, I think, or kodu or whatever they call it. Like Boudin or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. So anyways... Um, that's that was, it was funny to see that that they they did. I'm like, oh god. I'm like, oh. but anyways, yeah. So. Yeah, them Louisiana guys, they'll cook anything and make it oh, good. Yeah. Good, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I spent a little bit of time down there. I lived in Northwest Florida and spent a little time over there. And yeah, it's, yeah, they're a different breed of people, man. They're cool. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, so uh, 
it, that's how you started hunting down there in Los Banos. That was when you were younger. But yeah. now, now you're still down there. Back, you go with friend. You go with the same guy. You've been going on and off with for years. Or? So he actually moved out of the area. But I go with his dad and oh, his yeah. dad's friend. And what I do is, um, we actually just scheduled it. I help uh, put out decoys uh, at the beginning of the season. So they have a uh, 160 acres of ponds, huntable probably about a hundred. Uh, they have a loafing pond, sort of, and then there's a few other spillovers type of thing. And so, you know, I like to help out any way I can because they let me come down. It's, you know, it's, it's an honor. I mean, it's, it's yeah, really yeah. cool that, um, you know, just being down there. And I've gotten to know other clubs, and I've been going now for 15 years. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's, so I help put out decoys, help pick them up at the end of the year wherever I can. You know, I bring... Some good laughter, bring some good wine, and bring some liquor, and you know it's yeah, yeah, pretty easy to buy a duck hunter off of that kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, a little bit of labor and booze, and you're in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and as much as these guys like to joke, they're all very serious about. It. They're very good shots, and yeah. and and they're going to be listening to this, and they're going to be <laughs> laughing, like trying to make me sound like an. I'm like, I, I have my days. I'm either hot or I'm off, that's, and, yep, that's and, it. and it comes down to frequency type yeah. of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I've hunted the grasslands a couple of times. I had a buddy that had a club in Gustine mm-hmm. uh, yep. off Santa Fe grade, and it was cool. It, yep. it, you know, it's a little different than up here. We're mostly rice unless you're at the refuge. But the graveled pass to the blinds down there, I thought, man, it's cool, man. That's, that's what we <laughs> yeah. they have there. Yeah. That's, so that's, uh, I would say anywhere from 90 to 95% of the birds that I shoot down there tend to be green-winged teal. Yep. It's teal. just big water. Um, and that's south grasslands. Yeah. Um, I haven't shot the north gra- grasslands, but I've heard that a lot of it's a lot more tule. Uh, they'll get more greenheads, but again, they're still your one sprig um, and your you know your green wing teal. That's yeah. bay and spoonies. Yeah. yeah, spoonies. It's yeah, spoonies. It's it's a tough one down there because it's very hit or miss in regards to taste. Uh, yeah. You know it's. They always joke they call it a Los Banos Mallard. Yeah. Um, it's, they, 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 somebody saw it eating corn <laughs> off the water treatment plant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, that. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's, you know, for me, it's, I, I love the fact that you can shoot a bird at 7.30 in the morning and eat it at 5. Oh, that's cool. I it's, agree. It's, it, and that's why I just, I'm very lucky in the sense that I get to do that and, I've heard the term country club hunter, and uh, like I said, I, I'm very appreciative. I don't ever take it for granted. Um, I actually, before I lived in Sacramento, I was living in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. And that's where I did my real one, the few times I public hunted was there, which completely different than California. Uh, it's first come, first serve. Um, you get out there, you get out there. Um it is a lot more wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you got to work on the leg strength because the mud out there, and you know, you've seen me. I'm five foot seven. I have like a 29 <laughs> inch inseam. It's hard to walk through. So you weren't doing out of a boat on the Snake River. No, no. We had a lot. Of, we, we knew guys doing that. Yeah. Um, but we went. We found actually this little. We were on the other side of the snake. Um, I want to say it's a snake, and I could be wrong, but it was, um, so I had hunted before, and one, both guys were big game hunters that were just getting into wildfowl, waterfowl. Ah. So I've, randomly enough, had the most experience, which I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> But one 
of them had learned how to do, um, again, this is where I need to work and uh, I need to work on is my, like a mallard call. Um, I I had a whistle for, you know, you get teal and widgeon and stuff. In grasslands, you don't need a mallard call. No. I mean, all the school guys I'd see down there, they'd have a friggin' whistle and that's it. Yeah. You know? And they kill plenty of birds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, I've had success doing yeah. it. So, but I've also failed, but that's <laughs> just my shooting. That's, that's <laughs> user error. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was uh, my friend's first time duck hunting. And I'm like, listen, I'll call for teal Let's see if there's any around. And I start chirping, just doing it, and sure enough. And we were in Thule's with no visibility behind us, all the water in front of us. And we just hear, yeah. right over oh, us. Jeez. <laughs> and he lines up, boom. First duck, green wing teal, banded. <laughs> and I've never shot a banded bird yet. And, and I'm just sitting here, I'm like, <laughs> this is just and it come from like Maryland we yeah. looked it up it was like from Maryland what if I'm correct if I remember correctly I want to say it came from we looked it up at the, I want to say it was Maryland it like came straight across the country that is crazy yeah just threw the blinker on and said I'm just going to keep going yeah that, that's crazy yeah mm-hmm. so yeah that's pretty I, <laughs> I knew a guy once like that and this guy wasn't even a waterfowl hunter we used to do some uh, deer hunting on a ranch out of Grass Valley, and mm-hmm. he was kind of a friggin' old school, you know, hick guy. Didn't go to town much, mm-hmm. and he went. He he hunted deer and he killed a lot of deer, but he was he wasn't a waterfowler. He was just out there in his friggin' work clothes shooting. Yeah. Same with him. First duck he ever shot. We were trying to shoot geese out of this guy's field for the cut of the cows, and his first duck he shot with a banded mallard. <sighs> <laughs> and he, like, what the hell is this? You know, he didn't really care about it. You know, oh, <laughs> it's Jesus. just funny the way life works. You know, oh, <laughs> it's a uh, funny story actually. Back in Idaho, um, uh, one of the guys did real estate uh, that we were hunting with, and he goes, "Hey, I got access to this corporation's, this ag company's field, and we c- there's a ton of geese out there. We can go jump shoot them." I'm like, "All right." Excuse me. And so he goes, we start going out there, and we get there, and we park, and I look, and I'm like, well, there, this is a pasture. This is where cows are. It wasn't cows. It was breeding bulls. Oh. <laughs> and I'm sitting here, I'm like, wait, how's this going to work? That They're going to spook the moment we shoot one shot, yeah. let alone, you know. Nine <laughs> stampede by a bunch of bulls. Yeah. <laughs> so we crawl under because we had a, we had permission to do so, and we put a thing in the car, and so we had to climb under a barbed wire fence, and and <laughs> we're climbing and climb under, and we're crawling because we're, we're trying to sneak up. We're probably five hundred yards away, and while we're doing this, the bulls see us, and they start moving towards us, <laughs> and I'm like. This is not like a regular cow. They usually run away, a regular yeah. cow. And they just kept going. And so they're like, Marty, go scare it away. And so I'm like, quietly, like, run around trying to scare it. They just keep coming. <laughs> so sure enough, we get far enough where um, we're getting close to the geese. And they finally spook. And they fly over us. And we just unload the guns. And sure enough, the bulls just started running, and we just, we sort of unloaded, we tried to reload, and just one of us, and I sort of turned after the first three that I shot, I had, I turned around and like, just sort of watched, and they sort of went around us, 
but yeah, it was still one of those things. I mean, they were big. Yeah, no, that time. would be some sketchy stuff for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> so I was just like, oh god, this is uh, this is Idaho <laughs> duck hunting or geese hunting. Oh, that was up in Idaho. Mm-hmm. That happened. Yeah, yeah, I was based out of Boise at the time, and um, it's my buddy had uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation plates, and I had. And the way they do it in Idaho, you probably know, is the first two digits are which county you're in. Yeah. yeah. And so 1A is Ada County or Ada County, Ada County. And so my, I had a car at the time that had that, and it was a Acura RDX. So I had all-wheel drive, and he goes, where we're going, we're not taking your car. He goes, <laughs> they don't like Boise people. Yeah. So he's like, let's just take our, like, I'm like, yeah, we'll take your car. I so, heard that up there, yeah. 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 So it's, <laughs> but cool spot, but I closer to family down here so yeah yeah i mean it, we've talked about this on the show before i mean there's a lot of bad about this state but there's a lot of good too mm-hmm. you know it's just gorgeous yeah. and it's it's the good thing for me is my family majority of my family's here um and they're on the bay um and my mom uh her dad was my grandfather was a um diplomat and they so she grew up in mexico she was born in the states and then at three or two or three she moved down to mexico and but she, he duck hunted down there. Really? And so uh, my dad never duck hunted, but my, one of the first times I brought ducks back to my mom's house, she goes, "Nope, <laughs> I did this as a kid. I used to pluck my dad's ducks. I'm not, I'm not having in my house again." So I said, "I get it. All right, I respect that." <laughs> so she earned her stripes on that yeah. one. So but that's funny, man. Yeah. But now you're, you said you've got a little bit of change with work. You're going to be heading mm-hmm. into the bay, huh? Yeah. So um, we signed with a distributor down in uh, San Francisco, San Mateo, and Santa Clara County. And I'm from the Santa Clara County area. And uh, just one of those things where uh, with these distributors, it, they, they'd like to see a presence in the, in the market. Yeah. And so for me, it's, again, a lot of my natural network of just growing up there is based there. And so it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be nice where, you know, I start tapping into people that I used to hang out with and that yeah. I know. And so, um, and now they've seen a lot of my Instagram. I post a lot of my Instagram yeah. in regards to farmers and uh, some say some say too much, but listen, I'm promoting a product. So yeah, I agree. You're promoting a good one. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And uh, we, by the way, thank you for all your support. It means a lot that. You know, oh, yeah, we love it, man. Yeah. You guys are local guys. You're, you know, heck yeah. You know, we we heard of you. We just kind of stumbled upon you, you know, and started drinking it. And it's like, heck yeah. And going out to the brewery, yep. all them folks. Yeah, you got to know Ashley that works. Oh, in the, an absolute all-star. That she is man, she one of the best. She treats me like gold every time we go out yeah. there, you know. She's a character. We yeah. love her. Yeah. So, no, she's helped me out a ton, and uh, she helps us out. And uh, But it starts with the owners. Plain and simple. Yeah. Bill and Kristen Weller, I mean, if you want a little history on it. Yeah, uh, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, so Bill and Kristen Weller, um, both fifth-generational farmers. Um, and Bill, just by trade, of course, he's been farming his whole life. But, you know, he has that engineering mind in the sense that he always wanted to try brewing. And probably about nine, they're going to brazz me for this, it, <laughs> eight or nine years ago, but it won't mean even ten, he started just brewing in his garage, and uh, he started making beers, and it because of the abundance of the rice from the farm, uh, it's 6,000 acre farm, 4,000 which is sushi rice, he just like, well, I would like to make a lager, like I, you know, yeah. I, that's what I like to drink, so, you know, he started messing around with everything, um, and then, of course, uh, he just 
at a certain point when he was done messing around, his friends started, he, well, first off, his friends started telling him, like, listen, you're making some great beer. Yeah. But start thinking about this, you know, maybe, I don't know, turn it into business. So he started looking into it, and he ended up buying um, three one-barrel systems, and he turned in Kristen to her credit it's like right, <laughs> out of the garage <laughs> so they had a you know you think you saw it you got you got the two of them yep, yep, and so yeah. it's the nickname and so he had uh th- three one barrels going at one time and about 50 brews later a year and a half at r&d he f- came up with farmer's light really yeah and uh yeah it's one of those things where um and for me it's i always call it my cruise control beer and you set it and forget it yeah. It's, it's it's 99 calories per 12 ounce, 4-1. It's a great beer for, you know, on the river, watching yep. football. You know you're going to be there for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, he started that. And then 2019, um, they started local distribution. Uh, and people were filling up growlers. Local businesses were getting kegs. And they did 68 barrels. Um, so usually at the end of the year, you judge your sales by the amount of brewed and sold. And a barrel is a German barrel at 31 gallons. Yeah. So when you yeah. see those big kegs, those are half barrels, so 15.5s. Yeah. So that's why I mean, there's a lot of confusion sometimes in the industry. It's like half barrel. Well, you know, the small ones? I mean, no, no, no. Halves of the <laughs> yeah. bigs. Yeah. yeah. So um, so they did 68 barrels that year and sold it. And, uh, and that was 2019. So at the end of 2022, uh, we were a little shy of 13,000 barrels. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So it's been, uh, and so it's been an absolute wild ride. I've been with them uh, since March of uh, twenty. God, that's going to be twenty twenty one. Oh, so you've been there a while. Yeah, yeah I mean, since, so yeah, really over yeah. two, almost two and a half years. And it's and a newer company, and yeah, it's the growth has got to be insane. I yeah, mean. and I, um, uh, I had uh, Garth and our head of sales and Ben, our sales manager. They were making runs, one down 60, the 65 corridor. The other was down to uh, one day a week. They'd run down to like Midtown and Doco in Sacramento. And so they were hiring a full-time guy, and uh, I applied and got it. And so I took over, you know, the Sacramento area. I would do anywhere from Florin Road, Del Paso, West Sac, all the way up to here in Lincoln. That's cool. And uh, we were self-distro. Um, we actually ended up at one point teaming up with uh, U.S. Cold Storage, and they were our warehouse, wow. our pseudo <laughs> warehouse, and <laughs> hired some drivers. And then at a certain point, I've got I'd gotten to the point where I was maintaining. I wasn't really growing, and you know, at the end of the day, a business you want to yeah. you want to grow, yeah. you want to grow. And so uh, we ended up hi- hiring. Um, gentleman named cody spencer actually he he and i hunt together every once in a while so he and he's gotten doing it late um but he uh he came from our former distributor mark stein and so he sort of took because of his background he had a lot of roseville rockland lincoln relationships it just made sense for him to take that area and let me go go sort of west out into davis and woodland uh so yeah and then it's been um so then that and then about, what, April of 2022, we ended up signing with Mark Stein, uh, Sacramento. And so, awesome, yeah. Yeah, it's just been crazy. And yeah, that had to be a big jump, yeah. It's, in their territory, <laughs> it's just, it, 
Because you guys are where you're where are you available now? From I heard the Oregon border or about Bakersfield or something like that. Or so we go Oregon border down to Visalia. Visalia. Yeah, and then all the way now we have Northern Nevada. Oh, cool! So you yeah. find it in Reno and stuff. Reno. Yep. And uh, we got Logan out there who came from Mark Stein, and he's killing it out there. And uh, it's just yeah, it's 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 crazy to see. It's I'm I'm still used to explaining to people. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. That yeah. uh, that's my. It's yeah. like oh yeah, I've already heard it. And it's like. Oh, okay. Like, I, it's just one of those things I, I, and now, as I go back to the Bay Area, I will be, have you ever heard of it? And yeah. I'm like, okay, now I expect that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, around here, I, I'd be honest, it was a couple of years ago, I, whoever designs your cans is somebody that's pretty sharp, because that weed ale with the 530, mm-hmm. I don't care for the beer much myself. Mm-hmm. It's good beer, but it's not something I'd regularly drink. But I saw that pheasant on that can one mm-hmm. time and said 530, and it's like, huh. Yeah. And, I, and I bought it and everything. And I, man, these, that's, that's some good marketing. You're grabbing the attention of the local people around here. Yeah. And it's and even the Bay Area people that you know, a lot of them come up here and do yep. the, you know enjoying the same things, the hunting and everything we do. Yeah. And I don't know who they are, but they do a heck of a job, in my opinion, with the design because every one of your cans is super cool. You yeah. Know? No, I appreciate that. Um, it's sort of a um, a two tiered process in that sense. So a lot of the original artwork artwork comes from uh, Jake Early out of Chico. Ah. And he's an artist out of Chico. Phenomenal, phenomenal artist. And then I'm gonna get reamed for this one i forget the gentleman's <laughs> name but he's uh i want to say he's out of uh, arizona a graphic designer who then excuse me takes the original art and goes and turns it into the packaging and uh, the cans excuse me and then um so yeah then it, it's just it's unbelievable what they've done it, yeah. it and it makes from the psychology of a buyer it, it's it, when you go into you know your Rayleigh's and you're looking for our beer it's I mean, the amount of different packaging that you see, you have oh, yeah. to figure out a way to stand, you know, yeah. stand out. And we, for me, I know that I have confidence in the product, um, and I would be remiss if I did not give a, a shout out to our production team. Um, it starts with Bill, and then it goes to Jen. I kid you not, his name Daniel Farmer. Uh, <laughs> he's the head of production. The commitment to consistency. And quality is second to none. Um, and one of the things that where we're at as a brewery, when we start getting handles where restaurants, bars are saying, we want to keep your beer on, the big thing is consistency. And, and if you can keep the a farmer's this week is going to be the same or fa- uh, same as a farmer's, sorry, a farmer's light this week could be the same as a farmer's light in two months. That's, that's that's half the yeah. battle. So I have to give a shout out to the production team. These those guys, and recently they've been working really hard because um, we just been they've been burning them in on oil. Bill, our owner, I think in the last you know probably three weeks, I know of at least three times where he was in at two a.m. starting a brew. Wow. Yeah, I, I believe. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's you see it everywhere now. It flies off the shelf like yeah. crazy. No, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, I believe it, you know, yeah. and they're, that building's huge as hell, but I bet you, you're going to have to expand again at some point. I know they got a couple more vats or something they're going to get online. I don't know if they've done it yet. But already. Oh, three out of the four are already online. Really? And, and it, I'm sure they're brewing here with them. It, it's <laughs> been insane. So, yeah. um, I'm sure they have to at one point. Um, I'm sure Bill's even starting to look, who knows? I yeah. mean, I'm, 
I mean, you have to start even thinking about it now. Um, it's it's right, and a it's process. a good product. You seems like you got good people around. Like when I was there, yeah, I haven't spent a lot of time in breweries, that little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. But I mean it. When I went out there the first time, every one of the staff was nice as hell. Yep. There was uh, there was not a snooty broad in the <laughs> place. Yep. They were very, you know, attentive. You know, mm-hmm. any questions you got, I mean, that stuff to me sticks. Yep. And then you get the good product, which obviously it's good beer. It's yep. very good beer. And then with the, like you said, you got to stick out. Yep. And I mean, with the, you know, the marketing of it, I, I don't know. That's yep. Very smart, and I don't see how it could possibly fail at this point. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where, um, to go back to the the brewery, the tap room at the brewery, it starts with, you know, how they hire, what they look for, and yeah. they don't just hire anyone. Yeah. Um, you have to be, you have to have some, you have to have a customer service base. Yeah. Uh, you're going to deal with, you know, it's people drinking alcohol at the end of the day, and you have to have some patience. You have to have a little sense of humor. Yep. And you know, of the, the all the gals that work there, um, they're awesome. They yeah. just they know how to handle a crowd. And like I said, it starts with Ashley as well. Yeah. She does a great job. And so uh, it it it's nice as a sale as a, ter- a territory manager sales rep. You know, it is what it is. But it it it's nice. I have the confidence to send if I run into a customer. And they're like, we're thinking of going to the brewery. And I go, you go. Yeah. It's a great time. Yeah, you don't Please. have to oh, don't go on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't have to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And so that is that is something that um, it's, that's why this whole thing, it just, it's a lot of moving parts that all work. And I mean, I'm just, at the end of the day, I'm one end of oh, yeah. the part process. But it. Yeah, uh, we love it. Like, we're similar around here, you know, we. We do business in a certain way, and if we tell you we're going to do it, we're going to do it, and it's the same type of deal, and I, that's probably what gravitated us towards you guys a little bit, because, hey, these local guys, that, you know, they, and then once, like I say, once I went up there, I was sold. Yeah. You know, you, we talked about on the podcast, your other rep, Jordan. Yeah. You know, Grath ran into him and was like, hey, <laughs> you got a guy over here, and he, man, he was cool as hell to come over here, and he, I mean, he drove a couple miles out of his way, and he, he you is. Have to do that. You know? gotta give a shout out to Jordan. <laughs> he is. Uh, I was giving him grief. I'm like, yeah. Then listen to the podcast, Jordan. Apparently, you can't keep supplies <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. Bust his balls over that. Yeah. I, I, I think I only called him once about it, but I did call him once. But uh, we gotta give him culture shock down here at our yeah. local Chevron. We were running him out yeah. pretty quick, but now jo- Jordan is. He's very attentive to that. He is. Um, again. I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be a part of a team like this. It is, um, it's, you know, these guys are the best. It's it's a lot of different, different territories require a lot of different things. And um, Yeah, I can see that. And like I said, yeah, Jordan's been just, he's been kicking ass for lack of a better term. So. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. Like I say, it was just, I mean... Nobody else ever do that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just some random guy beating on you. Hey, I got a customer for you. Oh, okay. You know, they come over and talk to me a little while, and I thought it was cool. So yeah. And I will say, Jordan, if you're going to listen to this, uh, probably not. You're probably don't duck up. But oh, he's, he's I'm making him listen. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> they have been doing a better job down there. So good. You probably won't be getting a call from me anytime soon. So. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, no, that's. Uh, Super cool. I'm glad you came out. Uh, yeah. We were talking about doing it on Sunday, but I, would, I wanted you to come during 
the end of the day, meet the yeah. guys in the shop oh, and all that. Great guys. You know? And, uh, no, it's been, um, you know, it's, I'm glad you're doing this. Um, like I said, uh, and you, you talk about a lot of your podcasts is, uh, the future of duck hunting. Yeah. And, um, I think, uh, I'm lucky enough to experience it right now. And, you know, I like sort of seeing like the meat eaters of the world where it exposes a lot of people on, um, Netflix to, you know, to hunting yeah. in general. Yeah. And, um, you know, go, when I go to the Bay, it's, you know, just. They're not used to it. Some of the, you know, the people that live there, a lot of the old timers, they're you're used to oh, it. Oh yeah, but, no. But um, I usually like to, you know, the olive branches. We all like to eat nice food, good food. Yeah. And um, that's one of the coolest things is uh, the guys introduced me down there is Minnesota Wild Rice. Excuse really? me. Yeah. So we tend to do. Um, I like doing a little barbecue. They 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 have a. It's awesome. And in the, in the in the club they have. A, and if you saw this club, it's. Uh, pretty phenomenal. No, it's 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 no. It's, let's put it this way: the wives usually come down one time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my kind of place. Yeah. So they got a uh, they got a fireplace uh, charcoal grill in the in the kitchen, <laughs> and it's you know the wheel you roll up. But oh, we cool. do uh, a Basque marinade. Um, I think it's out of Fresno. There's Basque Norte out of Chico, but we do the one we're at is usually Merced or Fresno and. We do, you know, we spit cock it or we, we uh, cut it into quarters and we just marinate it. And you can marinate it in where it's a meat tenderizer as well, red wine based. Uh-huh. And so we'll do a marinade. We'll do it either, you know, when we're done hunting, we cook at 11 a.m. We do it till about 5. I've done it for 24 hours. I've done tri-tip. I've done chicken with it. Really? But it's, it's one of my favorite ones. It's a little pepper, a little vinegar, a little red wine. And then they do... Um, and then we barbecue it, and you do medium rare. Um, oh, that sounds good. Man. Oh, it's and they're letting you probably know. There's nothing worse than a mo- and then a well done. Yeah, duck. <laughs> a little rough. yeah. You yeah. need it still bleeding a little bit. Yeah. So, but then what we do is um, they have a great recipe for um, for the Minnesota wild rice. They'll do a Dutch oven, and so uh, they'll bake it for 45 minutes, and really? you know, it just puffs up. It's just unbelievable. Then you, you know, throw the salad in. You throw the garlic bread, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you got a good meal. <laughs> especially down there, you're shooting all them teal. And teal is yes. my favorite. I mean, it's teal is oh. the one duck, in my opinion, that you can I can literally take it, clean it, cook it, and eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, there ain't a whole lot of prep. I don't really got to brine them. I, I, you know, teal or... It's tender. Yeah. Tender, good flavor. I love teal. Yeah. yeah. No, we was... Uh, got another one is uh, sprig. Um, yeah. You know, of course, I mean, now we're allowed one. Uh, there was a time, and, you know, feel free to uh, take this one out if it's uh, <laughs> if it incriminates me, but this, I think, figures statute of limitations. But it was uh, a two-bird two limit for uh, Sprig for a little bit. And uh, I was hunting with my buddy's brother, and uh, we're sitting there, and birds are flying, nothing, you know, a little high. They're flying high, and nothing really. And he goes, I forgot my, forgot my call. I forgot my whistle. I'm like, well, are you going to go in? He's like, ah, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. Are you going to go in? He's like, you know, yeah. Grabs the duck truck. I'll show you a picture of this duck truck. It's wow, legendary. cool. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah. And, uh, and so he's like, I'm going in. So he goes in. And I kid you, not even three minutes after he goes in, a what flock of eight to ten sprig come in. <laughs> I'm like, wow. 
I, I got to <laughs> shoot. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get yelled at if I don't. And first shot, two drop. Second shot, of course, me, I wanted to take such a quick shot that, you know, reckless. Another one drops, another gets wounded, and it goes over to my right. And I step up, and I go to go get it, and it starts doing about 50 yards. I just <laughs> drop it. So four. So between the two of us, there's four. <laughs> so he showed, he, I see him starting to come back, and I put him all four on the path, right where the path meets the blind, the island. Yeah. And uh, he goes, he looks up, he goes, hey, thanks for the birds. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I, it, that was, I'll tell you, that's one of the things that you learn real quick, in, and, and I've heard some other stories, is learning the rules. Learn yeah. the rules of hunting, and uh, and I luckily I got lucky yeah. because he was coming back. Um, but I mean, there was two that dropped, and the one I think the third one was wounded. It was weird because I was I wasn't meaning to shoot more than two, and I, I want to say three dropped or four dropped, and and like got wounded. But it's 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 one of those things. Learning all the laws. I mean, they're very serious about it. And it, it's and and they should be. I mean, it's it's yeah. you don't want that to really ha- you don't want that happening. And uh, and I've heard you know stories that you guys talk about and some of the guys, some of the things they've done or you know out there. And it just you got to play the rules. As it's it you makes know. it so much easier. Yeah. You know, uh, you know it, it, there's nothing worse than being nervous about it leaving. And yeah. you want to do right by the you know yeah. the birds that we love and hunt. Mm-hmm. You know. And stuff does happen. That that Scotch double is a killer. <laughs> I tell you, this with this one sprig limit, it makes it sure tough. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, to be honest, anymore, I won't even shoot at sprig unless it's a single coming in. Right? Yeah. Just because yeah. you know, I'm older now and I've shot plenty of sprig. Yeah. But that's almost it. Almost needs to look like the California waterfowl emblem before I'm yeah. going to shoot at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I try to only shoot drakes because they say it's about seven to one. Mm-hmm drakes versus hens and that's part of the population problem is the hens have such a hard time on the breeding grounds fighting for food yeah i don't know i sure hope we get this sprig thing figured out i mean it seems like we're you know covered up in them out here but species wired i guess it's pretty rough what are you thinking with all the water do you think that's going to benefit things this year it should now up in the breeding grounds i don't really know how it is up there yeah and on their such picky nesters is the big problem. Mm-hmm. You know, they nest in these fields and the nests get ruined. You know, they yeah. don't have anything. Thank God California waterfowl here. Yeah. You know, they'll do the egg salvage program, but I don't think they're doing that in Alaska and Saskatchewan or where our sprig come from. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it just, they're very picky nesters. So lots of times I hear, I don't know anything. I listen like everybody else, but um, they won't rebuild their nest. If they do lose a nest, from whatever predators or mm-hmm. tractor or whatever, they won't. A lot of them won't re-nest. So they're real picky. Well, they're kind of picky where they hang out too. Because you're not going to see a sprig hanging out down at the sewer plant. You know yeah, what I mean? No, no, they <laughs> they're high-end birds. They're yeah, big. they are. They are the snobs of the birds. You know, <laughs> definitely a California bird. Uh, yeah. But it, you know, it, it definitely not good for them that they're so picky. But I mean, that's what makes them who they are. And yeah. I don't know. I I will see how it is next year yeah um i didn't see a lot of sprig this year compared to other i mean we're in rice we see them yeah 
But uh, I think we talked about this last week. It was a given. You had your one every time you went out, and this year wasn't that way. Yeah. And it could be just the area. We had so much water this year, and it was a very weird year. Yeah. Great year for us. We had one of the best years in recent memory yeah. for us. But That was, um, I mean, it's so crazy that the dynamic what last season was. was and for Los Banos, the club that I go to, um, they, a lot of the guys, they the, the season, well, the season, what happened was the season before, you know, still was low water. And yeah. maybe half the clubs took water. So if not all the clubs are taking water and you shoot at them, well, their next landing spot is not next door maybe. Yeah. And that's like a mile away. Yeah. So it just sort of messes with where I think last year a lot of people just agreed, let's just start late in November. And yeah, that was a big deal with this drought down there. A lot of people weren't yep. starting until December 1st. Yep. And so I think they wanted to, I want to say they started in the middle of November. And... Um, then in. then the floodgates opened oh, yeah. up. No, it was crazy. And, and well, I will say the the closing weekend last year was I want to say we limited it out in forty five minutes. That's awesome. And it was one of those ones we were all shocked. I mean, you know those those closing weekends are like ah, hopefully we get close to a limit. Hopefully, just let's yeah, get some. Yeah. Again, I just listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh god, I sound like such a country club hunter. But, <laughs> Like I said, I'm I'm lucky in that sense. Um, That's awesome, man. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's my big thing is it, as long as I can bring something to the table that they want to keep bringing me out. Oh yeah, that's, that's the big thing. And that's yeah, uh, now that you, I've got a yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not like that knucklehead with the mullet, friggin' <laughs> grinding your way in. You with the smart guy way. Uh, I'm telling you, I don't have to be ashamed about. Uh, I don't have the hair for a moment. I just have a skull <laughs> at this point. Are you kidding me? I'm just. <laughs> So, but no, uh, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, hell, there's plenty of people that grew up just, you know, think it's some of these, you know, real high-dollar guys just grew up duck hunting in their, you know, family's yeah. million-dollar duck club. Yeah. They, they love it every bunch. Yeah. bit as much of us poor folks that come up the, from the bottom, you know. And that's, I think that's one of the things that I've seen is it doesn't matter which type you're doing it, the love of it. And and, and that's one of the things that, um, <laughs> got like I, I was telling you earlier, I got some great stories. Uh, it's th- like the BS sections after hunting. Oh, you know, yeah. we the fire pit, got a cocktail, got a cigar, and we just, you know, we where the, the way it's set up is there's like three or four clubs in a row, and each of them has a fire pit, and somebody will light it up, and we have the Bluetooth speaker going. Just it's so funny, I was listening to what you're saying. I'm like, yeah, George Jones, yeah, old yeah. country duets. Um, and so that's for me is one of the greatest things it's uh you learn a lot of you know how to take bs and yeah, how to yeah. take you know just busting balls yeah, and no, uh, that's why i love it. it's great for kids you know yeah. you're out there learning seeing how men act you know yeah and, yeah uh, yeah i mean it's all good fun yeah I, I can't shoot worse shit i am <laughs> How come every time I shoot it, uh, you know, every bird that falls, you say you shot, I shot at it too, you know, and <laughs> that's part of it. It's yeah. all fun, and I, th- those grassland clubs are kind of like that. My buddy, he he moved now. He moved mm-hmm. up to Montana, mm-hmm. but he had a place down there off Santa Fe grade in the same way. They had a couple clubs in the same 
lot and there's like yep. a little shanty town there's yep. some there's some super nice little shacks like it's not even a shack more yeah. like a house and then a couple like shacks yeah and then some trailers and stuff but it was the same kind of deal just everybody yep. around and people were cooking their ducks drinking beer cleaning guns yep dogs everywhere it's like man this is this is what it's about and yep. i always thought that was cool down there yeah i got a great story because um if i was telling my buddy i'm like i have to tell this story because it really shows you know what you can learn from the old generation yeah and um so same friend his dad and grandpa were members and uh, his dad's still a member and the grandpa before he passed away there was you know another guy and his name was bob and then there was big al and big al was probably about five foot five of fury i mean this guy was <laughs> probably two bills just <laughs> but one of the funniest guys but just if you you got on his bad side you didn't want to be there and a lot of these guys either financed or built the bay area like a oh, lot of them yeah. did a lot of the early construction so yep. you know they tough dudes and yeah. so and so um at the time i was unemployed my friend's like listen let's get you out of your funk let's go duck hunting so i said okay so we come down and we're having a good night we're playing dominoes just listening to music and i'm having a few pops yeah. Start getting a little loud, and everyone goes to bed, and we're, he and I are just hanging out, and I'm getting loud. Well, the next morning, I wake up <laughs> a little slower. <laughs> Head's hurting a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I'm, so I'm sitting there, and they have a TV, and I'm watching it. And uh, Bob, Grandpa Bob comes out, and Big Al comes out. And they, without even looking at me or addressing me, he goes, Gee, Bob, that Coors Light sure talks a lot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, uh, new rule, uh, two beers to a guest. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and he goes, and if they're unemployed, one. Wow, that probably made you feel like that. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that probably made you feel about three inches tall. Oh, I'm only five seven. I wasn't going much that farther. So it was just one of those ones. But uh, one of the coolest things about that, though, is I've learned playing sports and doing that. If they're giving you grief, they like you. Yep. And uh, and not to make it a sad story, but on um, in his finals days, in his final days, he. Um, actually called my friend and said you know listen i want you and marty to come say hi say goodbye and uh, cool, so we got to see him uh and he was at his house and we were just chatting and bsing and giving him grief it doesn't stop and you know one of the coolest things he said to me was you know listen you're gonna be all right and it's just like one of those things when it's you know the old boys you know they rag you for so long and they give you grief but you know they just know like yeah. you know it's I tell you're a good dude. Yeah, exactly. Well, I do that in here. I mean, I'm somewhat an old guy now. I do the yeah. same thing in the shop with these guys. Yeah. And they figured out, if I ain't talking to you, that means I, I don't see no use in you, you know. <laughs> well, I'm giving you shit. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah. You know? So. Um, That's cool, man. Yeah, it was a very, it's, um, yeah, it just, and you get to see, and, you know, it, we all joke still, like, oh, no dogs in the house. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. We still recite them. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. And, it, and we yeah. still mimic them when we're, like, playing dice. When I'm yeah. doing the, the man yeah, the things they see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, one of the, another great story that um, there's a club next door that uh, I told them, I was, I, was telling, I was talking to one of the guys, I told him I was going to be on this, and I said, I have to tell this story. Well, one night, I think it was um, probably, like, I think in December, and... Uh, we were just 
we're at not at the club I go to, but next door. And a lot of the guys at the club, I they're a little older, and they were already in bed. And again, lost in the sauce. We're getting a little, little loose, you know, getting into one. And um, and we were just talking, and like they said something, and I was like, "Oh, are you kidding me? I could, I could easily run to town." And 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 town's like ten miles away. <laughs> You know, that liquid, you know, liquid courage, oh, liquid yeah, confidence. Yeah. You can do anything, yeah. He goes, you're nuts. You can't do that. I said, I bet you I can. He goes, listen, if you can make it, and where the road is, it's called Wild Duck Road and Almond. And he's like, if you can make it to, like, uh, that sign and back in 20 minutes, I got money on that. I, I, I don't think you can do that in 20 minutes. So then guys started throwing money in. I'm like, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> What was the duck club? I didn't bring my running shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I end up going uh, next door to the club where I'm staying, and I grab my dad, my buddy's dad's shoes, and you know I'm size nine and a half, and he has like size eleven or <laughs> eleven and a half. I'm like that, throw some big socks on, throw my hunting socks in, <laughs> and so they're like, all right, and they loaded a truck full of guys in the bed of the truck, and they have a guy driving, and they didn't know I threw uh, my headphones in. So I was just listening to like some rock mix yeah. that I have just to get yeah. it. So the, and there, the whole time, one of the guys had a, uh, a shop back in the back, and they reversed it. So they're trying to blow air on me <laughs> to give me wind resistance. And so I ended up hitting the thing, and I come back, and I sort of looked at the time like, oh, I got a little time. So I ended up doing it, and I won the money. But, you know, when you do stuff like that, what I do is, you know, I knew I was coming back in a couple weeks. And bought a bottle of nice whiskey or scotch and brought it back for the boys. And just like, that's the stuff you like to do. Goofy stuff. Exactly. No, that's awesome. So we still talk about that. I'm like, I couldn't do that to save my life right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, So you got any plans of trying to hunt anywhere in the bay next? Getting closer to home? Yeah, well, that's, um, we, uh, I just got an email the other, a text from the other day saying they figured out the day that they're going to be putting out decoys, and I told them I'm in, you know, I'll come down and yeah. help you put out, uh, put them out. So, um, yeah, it'll be Los Banos. Um, yeah, there ain't it, a whole lot of duck hunter opportunities in Santa Clara. Huh? No, I mean, yeah, a lot, there's some guys that do the bay, um, you know, a lot the diver ducks out there, but, you know, it's. I'll, I'll what do you do with them all? It's my deal. I mean, it looks like fun. There's that one guy. I think it's Charlie Barberini or mm-hmm. something like that. You ever, I don't know if you've heard of him. No. He does guided hunts out there, mm-hmm. and they shoot the hell out of golden eyes. Yeah. And, I mean, it would be kind of cool to say you hunted on the B- San Francisco Bay. Yeah. But what do you do with all them fish pills? I, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, maybe send them that Chef John, and he can make <laughs> some boudin at them or yeah. something. But that was my, my only deal. Because, I mean, that's just all you're shooting. But it would be a one-time thing, yeah. I think, fun to do. But well, there was, um, I think you follow her as Full Plume Photo. Uh, yeah. So she, I forget the name, it's California Guides. I forget her, but they, they're big, uh, is it, I always forget this, I'm going to sound like a moron, is it <laughs> Scop or Scalp? Scop. Scop. Yeah. yeah, so they shoot a ton of those, and I, I asked them one time, like, are those good to eat? And they're like, the way we cook it, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm like, so, I mean, like I said, I've I'm pretty spoiled in the sense that the majority of the ducks I get to shoot are green wing teal or yeah. a widgeon or, you know, um, got the sprig. Um, <laughs> that's actually another great story in regards to sprig. Uh, Cody and his wife said, I got to give them props. This is a great story <laughs> for them. Not for me, but them. Um, Bill, our owner, one of his friends let us, you know, just he had a, 
open blind to just no one was hunting. He's like, yeah, you guys can just go out for today. So we went out, and and to Cody and his wife's credit, they started hunting probably in the last three to four years. And you talk about addicted. They they love it, That's and cool. and I I love hunting with them. And he's actually really been good. At, he's learning how to call. Um, I got to give you know give credit where credit's due. He's learned how to call, you know, really well, and he practices a ton. Um, so, anyways, we go out. We're out hunting, and we're hanging out, and I'm whistling, and I see this sprig, and we're on a check, and the tulies, you know, the grass is right here, so I can't really see, and I swing around. I, I shoot left hand as well, by the way. Oh, man, we're full lefties on this show. I, I, I was listening. I was like, God, this is all lefties. <laughs> so I swing around, and boom, hit this giant bull sprig. Tumbles, two corrects it it had two somersaults and then corrects <laughs> and one of the things that was happening we had a lot of geese flying over so she had bb's in so at about 55 yards she just takes a bb shot and just buckles it dumps it just dumps it <laughs> not when we're done i'll show you the picture of it it's one of the largest sprig i've ever seen in my life wow giant long tail it had the pointer tail it was unbelievable and I was very happy for her. I was mad because I didn't get oh, it. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm happy, for, you know, because, you know, she's just, they're just getting into it. I'm like, good. I'm happy. Yeah. I, I was mad, but I was like, I was happy they got it. So, <laughs> that but is cool. it's just one of those things. It's, um, <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, it, it's so funny. All these stories start, oh, know, yeah, daisy yeah, chaining themselves. A couple beers talking. Yeah. That's the way it goes, man. Yeah. So, uh, one, uh, one closing weekend and, uh, at the club I go to, it was my buddy, or sorry, my buddy's brother, my buddy's dad, and my buddy's dad's friend, who's also a member. So two members and two guests. And it's a three-man blind. We had four people. And we we're just like, it's the last weekend. It's the last Sunday. And uh, so, what was it, Saturday or Sunday? But anyway, so the way it's, um, I always forget the shape. It's like an oval, but it's like uh, oblong. And uh, But we can fit three guys. And so the first guy, if you're looking out the end of it, it has, you know, the 45 degree. One guy's looking south. The guy next to him is looking north. And the other guy's looking east, right? So it's yeah. one guy west, one guy east. And I am looking south. My buddy's dad is looking north. His friend is looking west. And my brother, my buddy's brother is looking uh, east. And it's right at shoot time. He goes, all right, I got one coming in at the teal. He goes, I, I, I got this. I got this. And pulls up. And we had one, uh, one of the guys had a dog. Boom! R coming right at us. Boom! Right to the back of the head. It hits me right in the back of the head. Oh, yeah. Drops in the blind. <laughs> the dog's running around. He doesn't know where to look for it. It was just, it's like, oh my God, I just got hit by a dog. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was just, we had a good laugh about that. And uh, yeah, it was just. Like I said, you know, it's just the stories you get out of this. Oh, yeah. it's, it's no, it's so fun. It's, like I said, the trigger pull is such a small part of this. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we love eating them. Mm -hmm. We love but the whole preparation. Like, I'm sure you love throwing the decoys out. Yeah, they'll let you hunt for helping out, but it's I, fun. Yeah, just with the boys. Yeah. You know, we're you cracking a beer. We got know. music playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been accused of playing with my decoys like I'm a little boy. Are you going to go out and play with the decoys in the garage? <laughs> well, no, but yes. You know, and it's it's the whole thing. We love it. You know, brushing up blinds, getting ready, the stories you get when you're out there, stuff like that. It's it's awesome, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, 
And I think it was, uh, you know, I always go back to Stephen Rell. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, I think he said his brother once told me, he goes, I wish there was more hunters, but I'm glad there's not more hunters. Yeah, it's, and it's one of them catch-22s. and Exactly. So uh, You would think you go, if you go, luckily you, Marty, you're smart enough, you don't have to go to a refuge. <laughs> but you uh, go to a refuge, you'd think everybody in California duck hunted. Yeah. You know, and I remember going on Wednesdays, you know, years mm-hmm. and years ago. Ah, uh, Wednesday, nobody's going to be there. No, it's packed. You yeah. Know? But it's not a, and we are losing hunters. It's proven by the duck stamps that are falling. Yeah. But we're losing ground. Yep. All these houses we see out here, you know, mm-hmm. we're losing ground. And so we're just getting more concentrated. The birds are getting more concentrated. The hunters are getting mm-hmm. more concentrated. So it, it feels like there's more of us, but there's actually less of us, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and again, like the, you know, the CWAs of the world, you know, Delta, the, you now, know, do you it, know, Robert was saying he thought that you guys had some deal with them? We did. So, uh, we're right now, we're in the process. I'm, I mean, that's something that Bill, the owner, is thinking about in regards to what we're going to do because of the growth of what we're going to do moving forward. Um, I know they're thinking about it right now. That's sort of a little bit above my pay grade. But, um, you know, in the past, we had winter migration that yeah. uh, Pintail Porter was last yeah. year. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, we were given uh, a little bit of the proceeds would go to California Waterfowl, and I hope we do that. Um, yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I just I love being able to support something like that. I think it's uh, yeah, it's, you it's a member, right, Mario? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's one of those ones for me. It's you know, I, like I said, I love the dinners, and it's funny. Um, uh, in I, I live in Sacramento, and I was out at a bar in East Sacramento, and. One of my accounts, and I've ran into these guys who's another beer rep, and he goes, I'm like, well, what are you guys up to tonight? He goes, oh, we had the CWA dinner tonight. I'm uh, like, do you hunt? He goes, no, but it's a great party. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, and that's, and I, and you start seeing, I'm starting to see a lot of guys around my age, if not a little younger, that are wanting to get in because it's people like me and my coworker Cody, where they see, you know, it's a good time, um, but you got to do it the right way. And, yeah. Um, and you've talked about it, how it, it can be in very intimidating to get into this. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I got lucky in the sense that the first three times I went, everyone was very like, this is what you do, like very hands-on. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's very important to learn the right way. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm guilty. I've made mistakes of like, no, don't do that. No, no. And I'm like, okay, geez, like, you, well, learn, you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so. like bowling. I yeah. bowl, if you're a bowler, a league bowler, I used mm-hmm. to be a league bowler, by mm-hmm. the way. That's pretty damn good, man. Yeah. Left hand of thunder. <laughs> anyway, when you're bowling next to a family and when you're up there, it's completely rude to go up when somebody's bowling. Yeah. Nobody knows that unless yeah. you're in a league. Yeah. But you're like, you know, these sport old guys get all mad about it. It's like, they have no idea. You yeah. know what I mean? And hunting, I'm just using this as an example. Hunting's kind of the same way. If you don't know, you don't know, you yeah. know? And it's very hard for a younger guy, or not even a younger guy, even an adult coming into this, you know, the effective range of a shotgun mm-hmm. isn't what you might think. Because those ducks, I've had it happen to me, they come over and they oh, they're right there. No, they're not. They're 80 yards away. Yep. You know? And that's all stuff that just comes with experience. Yeah. But you don't bow, breed, you know, bow beat somebody down so bad over this to where they don't want to do it anymore you just gotta teach them you know yeah don't shoot over people's heads and blow their eardrums out yeah you know that's yeah and then and it's funny you when you learn and i still i i 
you know, like I said, the guys are going to listen to this and give me so much grief. <laughs> but um, it's shooting green wing teal. I always, I, people always ask, like, well, how big are they? And I said, imagine a regular duck you're lit regular seeing, about a, a third of that or a fourth, a quarter of that. Pretty I said, close. shooting those are like shooting a Red Bull air race plane. Yeah. I said, if they get any gust of wind, they could move 10 yards in one second. It's, that's what it seems like. Just yeah. gone. It just, they swing in and gone. And, you know, it's, they're fun to shoot in that sense, though, because oh, yeah. it, it, you really get good of like, okay, if it's coming in this way, what are its options to get out of there? Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, it's, I'm starting to, one of the things that, you know, as I'm, getting older I, I start realizing what activities do i really want to do and for me it's golf in the spring in the summer and it's hunting in the fall and so part of that is and it's respectful to the people who take me out is spending time out in the range um it's it just you want to be able to shoot you know be there and shoot ducks with them because you know it's that's one of those things it's yeah, yeah. it's they're bringing you out you might you should put the time into doing that so that's sort of a decision I've recently made is like, you know, I, I know guys that are a member of uh, gun clubs out there. And there's some right actually right where I grew up. Um, there's some good, you know, clay pigeon spots and stuff. I mean, there's one. God, the one down in your Rancho Marietta is a great one. Oh, yeah. I always forget the name of it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, for me, I think uh, it's just such a fun time. It's, I, and I, I, people are always like, what's it like? I said, you just wouldn't understand. Like it's it's you have to experience yep, it. Like you do. And uh, one of the coolest things, I mean, you know, if not the beginning of the morning when the sun comes up, is when you're doing an afternoon hunt and either you're done or we're getting close to you know sunlight, you know, uh, close to shoot time. When you get a flock of snow geese flying with the sun on them, oh yeah, that black it. to white silhouette. It, it's first off it messes with your eyes yeah, yeah but when you get like a thousand of those and even if you're not even close to shoot it's just sitting back and watching like, god this is gorgeous oh it's, it's cool doesn't get any better than this that's one thing i remember about the grasslands because mm -hmm. up here we we there's birds flying around mm -hmm. but when i hunted down there with my buddy that before shoot time the timmons for shoot i mean there's birds everywhere yeah you know and yep. it's just like oh my gosh you know i mean it was i just i mean it's been over 10 years since i hunted down there but i i remember it was like oh just everywhere you look you're hearing it you're just you know and that's it like I, the, yeah oh, i remember i'm fortunate enough that uh my daughter mm -hmm. got to grow up hunting at a, a really nice duck club for the youth hunts yeah and i'll never forget the look on her face because she would go hunting with me yeah but we're in rice and i had a couple there when i went to this exclusive place and seeing her eyes just in awe with all the birds you know right the marsh is waking up you know and you can't shoot yet you know yep. you're just they, nobody knows you're there here you yeah. are and the dog's winging out and i don't know you can't and if people don't get it they don't get it but yeah. when you that's something that you just can't you know like i'll never forget to look at my nine-year-old daughter's face looking at them birds you know yeah just in awe it's um it, it's that's one of my favorite things the sound of a like of a teal coming in and buzzing the tower when it's before shoot time yeah. and the sound you're like that sounds like a jet yeah it's all yeah and it's just and they're gone and then you look, well, 
like, oh, oh, it's so cool. And so, um, like I said, it, it's one of those things that, um, so lucky. It's funny. I was listening to one of the episodes, and you were talking about Bing Crosby, and uh, that's still one of my favorite videos. Oh, the him in the Jeep with yeah. the silent night. Yeah. Oh my God! It just, Supposedly, I was chucking right out in District Ten, is really? what I was told. I, who knows how true it is, but yeah. he had a club out there. I yeah. Guess. Well, he he had a house out, and he was what Pebble and Atherton yeah. out there. So. Um, but yeah, that's, I just love that. I was, every Christmas I have to watch that. Once. Oh yeah, I love that one, man. That's, that's a good one. It's like, you know, the silent night in the background. Yeah, I know, that's cool in hell. Man. Hot buttered rum. Yeah. <laughs> I love that's a drink he chooses. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah. What kind of gun do you shoot, Marty? I do uh, Benelli M2. Ah, so, that's a good gun. Yeah, like I said, I started with a, um, I started with a, uh, 870 pump. 870 pump. Right-handed, um, and so you just learn. Yeah, all right. and I. It's so funny. My, my buddy, if he's listening to th- when he'll listen to this, he'll be like, "They call me the quickest, you know, pump in the West because <laughs> I just I would just tush, 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 and like, do you even aim? And like so. They, so um, but yeah, and then um, actually, what happened was a friend of mine was in commercial real estate, and he said, "Hey, listen, and I." I hope this is not a regular theme. I was unemployed at the time. <laughs> and uh, might have been actually the same amount, around the same time, because we got the guns, was um, he uh, said, listen, a buddy of mine's selling a building on the peninsula, and it's an estate sale, and they have guns. Here's the list of the guns. These are the ones I want. Feel free to take whatever, like, buy whatever you want, and you can buy them. So he ended up getting a 1911, a really sick 1911, tricked out, and then he got one more gun, and I looked at what they had. I ended up getting, and I, I, I kick myself sort of that I, because I hear you guys talk about 20 gauge, and I, I would like to get one eventually, but I ended up getting a DU 50th anniversary Burlwood uh, Browning A5 20 gauge. Oh, that's awesome. Bought it for 700 Wow. And so I ended up then getting a Remington 700 7 millimeter with a Leopold scope for 550 Oh, wow. So, you know, those are, the, the, they sort of, but what happened was I knew I wanted to get a uh, semi-auto or auto, whatever you want to say it in regards to the shotguns. I knew I wanted to get an auto, so um, I looked at Benelli because they had a left-handed version. So yeah. I remember talking about hearing Robert saying, like, oh, they, they stopped making them. Yep. But, um, ended up getting the Benelli M2 left-handed. I like it. It's a light gun. Um, it just t- requires a little bit of grease just to keep... I've, I've had some jamming issues, but some of that could be the inertia with cold, too. I've seen it I've, I've seen it happen where it's cold, but I think it's user error, in my yeah. opinion. But uh, I love it. I mean, it's a great gun, um, and eventually I'd like to get into turkey, and I think it, and I've seen that it's a good turkey gun, too. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, I... I it's so funny coming on the show. I'm like, oh, God, I just sound like an amateur, but I've been. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, we all are, man. Yeah, and so, uh, but yeah, I do Benelli M2. Um, I like it. I mean, it's it's a light gun. Um, like I said, when when you're swinging around and shooting at teal, you need a light gun. Oh uh, yeah, and that's and that's why a lot of guys you'll see you guys talk about it. Like why a lot of guys go to a 20 gauge. It's going to be a little lighter and it's uh, quiet. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it the sound travels, and you scare birds off. Yep. I think I mean, we were we had a blind a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That was a twenty gauge only place. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's cool. That yeah, is, I like yeah. that. Yeah, that turned they turned out to be assholes. The people that ran it, they, <laughs> they accused us of using twelve gauge. We we had a hot blind, and uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, um, 
anyway, and so we were only in it a couple of years. But mm-hmm. uh, that, I, the only reason I don't shoot a 20 gauge is because, like I said, I can't find a left-handed one, mm-hmm. and I don't want to switch it up. You yeah. Know? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, too. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like you're, you're, you, when you get used to the 12, you get used to the 12. Um, well, if I found a left-handed, I do have that pump BPS, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I'm on the market. Anybody knows whether there's a left-handed SBE yeah. sitting on the shelf, I'd gladly get it. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but do they even? I don't I don't think. No, they do. Well, mine's a left-handed Super mm-hmm. Black Eagle, but I don't. they don't make a 20-gauge. Yeah. But uh, I guess they do make an M2 left-handed. Yeah. So. so it's funny. A lot of the guys that... Um, that I, d- I hunt with down in Los Banos. A lot of them started with the old school Browning A5s. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Those humpbacks, they're oh, gorgeous yeah. guns. I love mine, man. Yeah, but a lot of them turned over to Berettas. And, uh, and Berettas are good guns. Yeah, and Berettas are great. I and mean, it's, uh, but like you said, here you guys talking about the maintenance of a Browning A5, and it's like, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, <laughs> I mean, I'm horrible about it. I, mm-hmm. like I say, I, my banana, it just shoots. Yeah. I keep shooting. Yeah. Until <laughs> it stops yeah. and you start worrying about it. it. Kind of like an AR almost the way it yeah. is. It, you know, the inertia kind of works the same. Yeah, but uh, it's a good gun. I I like it a lot. Um, I want to send it out to Rob Roberts like everybody else does and get the forcing cone done. Oh, one of those the one of these days I'd love to do something like that. For me, I gotta I just gotta learn how to shoot it. <laughs> Before I do that, I'm like, let me just learn at it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's funny like with shooting. It's it's it really does come in waves for me, but. You know, I always remind myself it's just a lead, lead, and shoot farther yeah. ahead than you think, and just keep yeah, nobody going. misses behind a duck. Nobody. Yeah. Or in front. In front. I, I mean, in front. Excuse yeah. me. Yes. In yeah. Front. Yeah. It's That's funny when you if, if you ever have somebody film you when you're shooting you, and you watch it because like if I'm watching somebody, I'm like they're behind it. It's easy as hell when you're watching <laughs> yeah. them. You know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. it's. Now, that's one of the things that um, one of the clubs, when one of the times I was at the club I was at, and then they didn't have room, so the club next to him was like, hey, come on out. And it was just one of these cool things where we'd finished early, and he goes, now, let's just sit back and watch. And watch that blind. He goes, there's probably about 15 real ducks there. He goes, watch. Every duck in this pond is going to go there because that's how real the real ducks are. Sure enough, just yeah, all the way down. It was just... When you get to you get to see that and um, and the best way that's ever been put because I don't think I can put it as good as him is Stephen Ranella when he uh, talked with there was a vegan on New York and he was and the guy challenged him on veganism versus that and he goes and Stephen Ranella's line and I'm gonna butcher it but I feel but I have it sort of he says the way I appreciate and understand a deer is something that you will never fully comprehend because of I need to know everything about it and its patterns and I appreciate its meat. And then it it's very I mean it's I on YouTube. Seen that video. It's 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 he's just it's puts pretty it ballsy so him to sit down with all them friggin' people and uh, do it's, that. It is. Know? I mean it is. But he's such a well I, Yeah, this isn't uh, friggin' BJ Steven Allah show by any means, mm-hmm. but I do think he's a good guy. He represents us all well. Mm-hmm. I used to read it. He used to be a, a writer for Field and Stream. I used yeah. to get Field and Stream, you know, regular paper magazines. Mm-hmm. And I remember I always liked his articles. He was always, you know, that's why he became the meat eater because the guy had something. Yeah. And then before he had any TV shows or anything, I remember I remember reading him and always liking him. And uh, he represents hunters in such a good light the way he is, the way yep. he acts, and all that. 
and uh, I don't think things like cool guy. Yeah. My buddy uh, I was just talking to you about in uh, that moved to Montana. Yeah. He, I guess he just come out with a kid's book or something or not. Yeah. Did. And he went and took his son and met him at, at the, the signing. At the yeah, they were at a shield or something. Yeah, in, the shield buildings. Yeah. And he went and yeah, and he said it wasn't like you walk up to a desk and talk to him. You went in a room and talked to him, and he interacted with his kid, and he was so the guy was cooler than hell. Yep. And yeah, his boy was all excited to tell about it because they're watching the TV oh, show. it's and like know. I said that you know it, I like that it, he's getting exposed with being on Netflix. Excuse me, gets exposes him to a lot of people that would never ever watch that. Yeah. And and I think the the one of the things that he does so well is he's articulate. But he speaks like every other person. He oh just yeah. speaks he, like a regular, he's a regular guy. But he can talk to them. Yep. The yeah. other side of things pretty well, and yeah. I probably could too. I'm sure the, the, <laughs> the, the, the liberals in New York would love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So. Well, I about got to take a leak. What yeah. about you, Marty? The same here, man. I think we're getting there. How long have we been talking? Uh, Shit, we're over an hour, man. <laughs> See how easy this stuff goes? Well, I'm telling you. Podcasting, anybody can do it, man. Oh, it's been a moron like me, but uh, it's been an awesome show. Thank yeah. you so much for coming out. Well, thank you for having yeah, me. Thank Farmer for letting you come over here to talk about your work you guys do, because yeah. we love you. We support you. you got a bunch of Farmer drinkers around here. Yeah. And again, thank you for the support. Um, it, it's, it is very, it's unbelievable what um, the local market within the vicinity, close vicinity to the brewery, what they've done. They've embraced it. Yeah. And now it's starting to trickle into Sacramento, and that's my job going into the Bay Area is to continue the momentum. And, you know, thank you for, again, the, you know, for what you're doing. You, you talk about it. I mean, every time you do that, pe- a new person probably hears it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it means a lot to us. And uh, I ran this by the owner. He's like, go for it. I'd, cool. You know, I'm glad. I, yeah. So, um, again, we just... Appreciate you for the support, and thank you for having me. I mean, it's you know, I'm like I said, I'm I just sometimes I just feel like a you know a fraud when I get to <laughs> when I get to hunt when I get to hunt and I get that's to cool man. And yeah. I mean, that's the cool thing about this Instagram and all this yeah. is you meet people we yeah. would have never met. I mean, Brad yeah. Jones, we've never knew who he was. Yeah. By the way, that guy, great guest. Yeah, he was a great, great guest. Great guest. Yeah. Um, I really nice enjoyed that episode, and I'm pumped to hear him just, you know, follow the passion and go with CWA, and that's one of the things that I need to, I'm, I need to figure out the logistics of it, but in the Bay, um, there's a bunch of CWA dinners. And oh, yeah. Like I said, along the peninsula, anywhere from South City down to Gilroy, that's my territory. It's going to be San Francisco. Yeah, there's still old school duck yeah. hunts down there. Yeah, wow, Exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm, I want to figure out a way to work with them in the sense that where I can, you know, volunteer my time a little bit, but I need, just, you know, we just, we get hit with donation, hit up with donation requests a lot. So it's just like, we just, you know. Oh, yeah, just, well, everybody's got the same here, man. And yes. we love everybody, and we do spend a lot of, yeah. you know, spirit equipment repair. Mm-hmm. We drop, I mean, we're not big time donors. We spend a lot yeah. of money on dinners and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, everybody's showing up here with their hand out, and it's yeah. tough. You know it what is. I mean? It ain't that we, it, we you don't know, want to. It's the just, same it's, way. Yeah, and, and, and just imagine our, I mean, you have your area right here. We have people asking from the Oregon border down to Visalia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's so, even worse. But, so, and, and, and to Bill and Kristen's credit, they are very charitable. And um, that's, it, they, they want to. It's just, 
we from a business have to look at it a certain ways. It's well, yeah, like you can only you can you can't yeah. save the world. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, you 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 help what you can and yeah, a little bit with CWA they're doing already is awesome. I hope they continue that and who yeah. knows? But they do got to get a speckle belly on a cam one day though. <laughs> I know that, that's above your pay grade, man, yeah. but uh, that's my plan. So, hey, who knows? Maybe the filthy spoon emblem will end up on one day. Wait till you see the new one, dude. It's going to be great. So, anyway, uh, it's been great talking to you, Marty. Appreciate and, uh, We'll talk again sometime. Man. Yeah, please do. Yeah, we'll definitely be in touch. And uh, thank you again for having me. It means a lot. Yeah, no problem. All right, we'll see you all next week.